Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Kumjan, and thank you so much for being here. I am passionate about non-toxic living and longevity, and I'm on a mission to make non-toxic living easy and accessible for all because I know how overwhelming it can be. That's where I come in. I offer tons of free resources and content for you so that you can Start living a lower toxic lifestyle at your own pace, at your own speed. I try to meet everyone where they're at because I know how overwhelming it can be. And this show, one of the best things about it is that I get to bring on tons of amazing guests, leaders in the industry in non-toxic living, longevity, doctors founders, experts of all types. So this is the one-stop shop for you to really dive deeper into non-toxic living without getting overwhelmed. That being said, today's episode is a solo episode. I do have solo episodes every now and then. I'm sure if you're not from if you're not new here, you know that about the show already. But today I wanted to spend the episode really just sharing updates because I know you all love hearing about the personal side of my business and my brand and really just my life outside of Holistic with Heidi and Lifelong Podcast. So I'm going to catch you all up on my bachelorette, the wedding planning, everything huge that's going on in my life right now. And then in addition to that, the other part of the episode is going to be about non-toxic dog parenting. I am not a dog owner. I grew up with a dog. I grew up with a cat as well. And right now I do not have a dog, but a lot of my audience members do. And it's been a highly requested episode. So I'm super excited to dive into this subject, but I do want to put the disclaimer out there. I am by no means an expert on dogs or pets or anything of that nature, but I have done some preliminary research into non-toxic options and really just I wanted to create a starting point for you all to make some healthier decisions for your furry friends. With that, let's dive into the bulk of the episode. I recently had my bachelorette in Park City, Utah, and first of all, when it came to choosing a location for my bachelorette, I knew that I wanted to do it in the mountains. I am a mountain girly through and through. If you ask me if I'd rather have a mountain house or a beach house, it is a mountain house all day long, even though I love the beach, but the mountains just make me feel alive. I've always felt my healthiest and happiest when I'm in the mountains. That's not to say that I don't feel great not being in the mountains, but there's just something special about the mountains. And so I have a long list of my favorite places out west in the mountains, and in the top three is Park City, Utah. I've been there both in the winter and the summer, and it's the cutest town. I love that it's both rustic and outdoorsy, but it's also very elevated and chic, And if you know me, that is something about me. I love 
things that are natural, but I also love luxury. Finding a place that kind of combined both was important to me. And then that, in addition to that, I also wanted to pick a place that could offer more than just drinking and partying because it's a bachelorette. And of course that is usually the center of it all. And I do want to just dive into that a little bit further. So I haven't talked a ton about alcohol consumption really on my show. I did have that episode with Tori Winders of Host by Tori. And then she recently released an episode on her podcast, Host by Tori, featuring me. And we talked about it there. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. But basically, before my bachelorette, I felt like I wanted to drink on my bachelorette. And I'm really not someone who drinks at all. I maybe drink once a month. And that would be maybe one glass of wine, maybe a cocktail. I would say it's probably a little bit more in the summer just because of like the lake lifestyle. We're usually up at a lake most every weekend in the summer. And a lot of times with that, there is more drinking going on. That's not to say that I always participate. Usually I don't and I have tons of fun, but there's something about having a drink on a pontoon in the summer and I have no shame in that. But I will say that I do still take ingredients and sourcing extremely seriously when it comes to alcohol. A brand that we're really liking right now is called Volley. It's a hard tequila seltzer and it's super clean ingredients. And then also Spindrift makes a seltzer that is made with super clean ingredients. I will never drink something that has natural flavors or coloring or artificial flavors. I still follow my standards there, even though I know that alcohol in and of itself is a toxin. I also do wine, biodynamic wines, organic wines, things of that nature. I'm not going to give that up anytime soon because it does spark joy for me and it's not something that I overindulge in ever. Needless to say, for my bachelorette, I wanted a balance of hiking, nature, wellness vibes, but also a little bit of partying and I am exposing myself here. I think I hesitated even posting some of my Instagram stories that showed some champagne and cocktails and even being out at the bars just because I felt quote unquote off brand, but this is me. This was my bachelorette. This is not something that I overindulge in or do all the time. And I also shouldn't have to apologize or feel bad, but there is this weird thing. I can't even describe it about feeling weird about talking about how I wanted to drink. I think Tori Winders listening to that episode with her would be really helpful because she articulates this super well. She follows the zero proof forward lifestyle and she talks about how she also wanted to drink on her wedding and on her honeymoon. So it's like these special occasions where the little bit of indulgence is totally warranted and fine. So I had tons of fun on my bachelorette. It was so crazy for me because I am the person in my family and in my friend groups that loves planning everything. I am very type A. I like to be involved. I like researching and finding the best spots, the best things to do, coming up with the itinerary. That is so fun for me. With my bachelorette, however, my maid of honor and my matron of honor were both like 
Heidi, we got this. You have a wedding to plan. Just let us know where you want to go and a few of the things that you would like to do and let it be a surprise. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Like that sounds awesome, but also like out of my wheelhouse because I am usually like so involved in planning things. Needless to say, it was a great experience for me being able to step back, trust, trusting my best friend and my sister who are my maid and matron of honor to really run the show and they nailed it. Like it was so incredible. I will say that my friend Bailey, she planned mostly everything and then my sister was really great about tracking expenses and booking the Airbnb and like just tracking all those like secretary-like things. So they serve their different roles and I am just so grateful for that, for their organization, for them planning everything so perfectly for me. Everything was very Heidi. So the day we got there, we got in on Thursday and we got our rental cars and then we went grocery shopping, which was a blast with eight girls. Oh my gosh, I will say that was a little hectic. Um, but it was super fun nonetheless. And then that evening we just got settled in our mountain home. We stayed in a VRBO that was really beautiful. Uh, just in the downtown of Park City, it was just like a block or two off the main drag. So it was a great location nestled in the mountains right on the bunny hill actually. And it was just so perfect. So we got settled there and then we cooked a dinner in, ate it out on the the balcony porch situation again in the mountains like just total dream vibe for me and then that evening they hosted a lingerie shower for me which was super funny and just uncomfortable but also awesome at the same time we got in a lot of good laughs there were some pranks in that too we played some other games it was just like a great time with some of my best girls like just such a fun time so then Friday we went over to Park City Resort we took the gondola up the mountain and we did two hikes we did greens because we had a big group and that's just what we were feeling for the day so we were out there for a couple hours doing some green hikes and that was so fun hiking is one of my favorite hobbies i wish that i could do more of it where i live but it's a little bit tricky being in the suburbs of chicago but any opportunity i get to hike i love to do it i actually think like next year i want to do a big hike like one where there's camping and stuff involved i'm not a big camper but like it's just something that i've wanted to do because of how good and alive I feel in the mountains. So we did a hike, then we went home, we made some lunch, we shopped and explored the city of Park City. And then that evening, we went over to the St. Regis and we rode the funicular up, which a funicular is essentially like a glorified staircase on wheels or on a track, I guess. So it's like a gondola and a staircase combined. And you sit in this big pod and you ride up the mountain and then you arrive at the St. Regis and they have this fantastic bar, which is, I would say it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite bars I've been to. So it's very sophisticated, which again, you're getting this vibe. I like chic and luxury vibes mixed in with nature. And this is exactly what this was. It was a luxury 
outdoor experience nestled right into the mountains and the fresh air and just beautiful people, beautiful scenery, beautiful drinks. We ended up getting some free champagne that evening as well because it was my bachelorette and we just had a really great time. So then we went home and they arranged a private chef dinner which if you follow me on Instagram at Holistic with Heidi, you probably saw me doing some tricks on the hibachi grill. I like cracked an egg and did this funny trick, which was hilarious. I was like, why did I post that? This is so goofy. But then everyone loved it. I was getting tons of responses. So glad that I posted it. And then that evening we went out on the town. Like I said, did drink a little bit in Utah. They actually have very strict laws about alcohol, so that definitely helped limit consumption. And we had so much fun. Then we had Saturday. Saturday was boat day. We did a half day on Lake Jordanelle, which was awesome. There was like a float pad, swim pad thing that we hung out on. We got a tour with the boat driver and my friends and family and I we just had such an incredible time made lifelong memories and it's really this like community aspect the socialization aspect that I don't think is talked about enough when it comes to health looking at the blue zones community and social tribe and interaction is a pillar of longevity and of health I definitely was saying like okay well yeah I drank a little on this trip but I am boosting my health in so many other ways truly So we did the boat and then we went home. We made lunch at home again. We did a lot of cooking in, which is something I like to do when traveling just to stay healthy and also just feel my best. Did a similar thing that day. We explored the city. We took a rest, did some shopping. And then that evening we headed over to Fletcher's, which is a wonderful dinner spot in downtown Park City on Main Street that also happens to be seed oil free. I found it on Seed Oil Scout and it was fantastic. We all had the short rib actually. They ha- their menu was incredible. It was lots of grass-fed, seed oil-free, super healthy, local, delicious foods. But all of us were craving the short rib. I have one friend who's a vegetarian. She got something different. And then one other friend I think got a salad. But literally the rest of us got the short rib and it was so good. Like I'm craving it. I would say short rib is one of my favorite foods right now, and I just love knowing that it was cooked properly. It wasn't cooked in crappy oils, and it was a really quality piece of beef from a grass-fed and finished cow. So definitely recommend checking out Fletcher's if you're in Park City. That evening after dinner, we headed out to this super fun Western bar called Spur. They had live music, and we had a blast just dancing and really just had the time of our lives. And then Sunday, it was time to leave. The weekend went by so quick. It really made me realize how quick like the wedding is going to go. With that weekend, that was four days more or less. And it went by in the snap of a finger. And it really got me thinking about my wedding, which is essentially one day. And then we have an event Friday and Sunday as well. So let's say it's about a day and a half total of things on wedding weekend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it really going to go by that quick? Not that I want to be thinking that way, but I'm really just trying to be so mindful and savor every moment from now until then and really just through my marriage. But it's these key big moments in life that are so wonderful that 
I need to remind myself to put the phone down, tune into the moment, observe, take it all in. And yeah, so I have just been riding this high, this natural endorphin serotonin high of wedding season and I don't mean to be that girl right now. I don't want to seem like I'm bragging about my wedding or anything like it. I wish all of you a wedding and the happiness that comes with wedding and marriage and also that with all of that comes a lot of stress too which I think I spoke about in another episode recently but yeah I'm not here to like brag or anything I just want to share about my story and kind of what I've been going through on a personal note and it's in times like this of that I have extreme gratitude for the life that I've created because there was a long period of time when I was so sick I didn't want to live I felt miserable it was over three and a half years of misery truly in my body and the fact that I now get to live and feel good is the biggest blessing in my life like anything could go wrong now god forbid I hope not knock on wood but the fact that I can breathe normally and that I've overcome these respiratory and neurological and the whole gamut of symptoms is the biggest blessing and I will forever be grateful, and that is why I'm on this mission of making non-toxic living easy and accessible for all, educating people about it, because when I shifted to a non-toxic lifestyle, that is when I saw the biggest changes in my health, so had to just plug my story uh, again right there. I will link that in the show notes, episode 12. I dive into my whole entire story there. I've also been featured on a number of podcasts where I share my story. Those I'll link to my website where I share everywhere that I've been featured. But yeah, that's really the update there. I will tell you a little bit about my outfits because I got a lot of feedback and questions there. So The two dresses I want to talk about in particular, the one I wore on Saturday, I wore this one to the St. Regis and then like our private chef dinner and then I even wore it out and that was from Sabo Skirt and it's called the Ricardo Midi Dress. I'll link it in the show notes. It's 100% cotton. It has the coolest stitching on it. I thought it was the perfect vibe, like Western vibe without being overly Western and it just was like very elegant at the same time but also like very attractive too because it was like tight and form-fitting and yeah I really love that dress it was from Sabo Skirt like I said so then the other dress that has caused a lot of commotion is the Free People dress it's called the Patchwork of My Dreams Mini I'll link that in the show notes it's also 100% cotton It's really airy and comfortable and free-flowing, and I thought it was perfect for Western vibes. So I wore that with white booties. And then with that dress from Sabo Skirt, I wore some wedge platform situation shoes. You can see those photos on my Instagram, at Holistic with Heidi. Also be sure to follow the Lifelong account on Instagram, which is at Lifelong underscore pod. Like I said, I did drink on my bachelorette. I do have an episode talking about having balance while traveling because I know traveling can be so triggering. So I'll also link that one in the show notes. But 
I really had such a great time just being able to be intuitive and also really mindful of the moment without obsessing, especially being someone who is prone to OCD. Post-trip, I've just been kicking up a lot of liver support. Not that I even experienced any adverse health things. Honestly, I felt healthier and better after the trip, which again, I think that just goes to show like the stress component and like reducing your stress and having community really benefits your health. But anyways, I know that alcohol is a toxin and it is pretty burdensome on the liver. So I've been kicking up liver support with, I love the CellCore products, Biotoxin Binder and KL support. I've also been drinking dandelion tea most days, doing castor oil packs. I did a castor oil pack last night and then I did an infrared sauna session. I'll probably do another this week. So I love knowing that there are little tips and tricks to just boost detoxification, regardless of drinking or not. Like there are just so many toxins in our world. You know this by now. Having detoxification um, protocols and just things sprinkled into your lifestyle will really just benefit your health because of the big burden that's been on our bodies being in this modern world. Moving on to the next section of this episode, and that is non-toxic dog parenting. So I put out a disclaimer earlier that I am not a dog owner. I am not a dog expert, and you definitely should consult your vet before any food or lifestyle changes. I want to tell my story, though, with dogs. So when I was little, I was terrified of dogs, did not want anything to do with dogs when I was super little. And the story goes is that I loved string cheese as a kid or cheese string, whatever you want to call it. And like I was such a picky eater. I love strawberries and string cheese and grilled cheese, like just really funny foods as a kid. But string cheese was like my favorite thing ever. And I was eating one once And my neighbors had a really big golden retriever, which it's like golden retrievers are like the sweetest, most kid-friendly dog out there. But it somehow swiped my string cheese. And from that moment forward, I was really upset with dogs and didn't like them and was so frustrated and scared of them. I grew up being scared of dogs, which is a really embarrassing and weird story. But my sister loved animals and really wanted a dog. And one Christmas... I was in sixth grade, she was in eighth grade, and the iPod Nano just came out, and I got the iPod from Santa, and my sister got a dog in a basket, and it was like the best Christmas ever, because I got an iPod, and she got a dog, and that was Benji. Benji was our family dog, who of course became the whole family's beloved furry friend and he was a cockapoo so part cocker spaniel part poodle super sweet dog we put him down a few years ago now he lived a long and wonderful life and my mom really took his health very seriously from a holistic perspective he was brought to a holistic vet she took his nutrition very seriously, and he was on a raw food diet with Stella and Chewy's, and he changed my, my, he converted me to being a dog lover, and that's my experience with dogs. My grandparents on my dad's side have always had a dog. They have a dog right now, and his story is really interesting, so he I think he's like around 10 years old or something like that, but he basically had this traumatic 
uh, event happen to him last year where he ended up destroying his esophagus. He inhaled something and it got stuck and now there's all this scar tissue so he can't swallow food. He can't eat regular food. So from that point forward, he's been on a liquid food diet. So my grandpa makes him food every single week, like homemade, pureed dog food. I don't know all the ingredients, but I know it's packed with nutrients. So they said that even though Chester, that's the dog, had this traumatic event, his health has actually improved since my grandpa's been making his own food for the dog. And they truly attribute it to the nutrition. They said, yeah, he can't eat normal food, but he is bouncing off the walls. He has energy like a puppy again. He had some joint things going on prior to changing his food over. He was like just showing wear and tear and like signs of age. And now he's like this young, youthful dog again. And my grandpa and I were talking about it and it truly, it shows the importance of nutrition. And unfortunately, a lot of these dog foods out there are filled with crap and there's no regulation whatsoever. The FDA has even admitted that I'm actually going to read a statement. They they admitted that they don't enforce pet food laws. They said uh, allow animals. In 2016, the FDA openly stated that they will continue to, quote, allow animals that have died other than by slaughter that are further processed. We will allow those ingredients in pet food because processed pet food, including pet food consisting of material from diseased animals or animals which have died otherwise than by slaughter, goes through a kill step such as a heat processing, which is designed to kill harmful bacteria. That is absolutely nasty. Another problem is that the regulations do not require pet food to disclose what percentage of the total pet food is present. That information is considered a recipe and would be proprietary. So this is similar to like fragrance or natural flavors, having these little loopholes to getting away with nasty chemical additives or just nasty additives in general. Some other additives and ingredients to be aware of are these meat byproducts. This can be sourced from a number of places, including diseased animals, non-slaughtered dead animals, euthanized animals, or decomposing animals, which means they may also be contaminated with the euthanasia drug pentobarbital, which I think I butchered that. By and large, the source of the meat is a mystery and high quality dog food would never include this. And in a few minutes here, I will share some Holistic with Heidi approved dog foods. Other additives in dog food to be aware of are natural flavors, BHA and BHT, carrageenan, artificial colors and flavors, and then some ingredients to be aware of are excess pea and excess liver ingredients because those can be difficult for dogs. Some brands that I would recommend checking out, number one, I would If it were me, if I had a dog, I would be making my own dog food. I just feel that is the best possible option. I know that's not feasible for everyone, so some brands to check out include Health Extension and Open Farm Market. Mamavation also has a great list of approved non-toxic dog food brands, which I'll link in the show notes. She is, of course, someone that I refer to a lot because she leads these product investigations to expose consumer 
to expose chemicals in consumer goods. So Mamavation has that list that's linked in the show notes. Something else to keep in mind beyond food is water. Remember how toxic and bad water can be. I have a lot of different episodes on water. Those I'll also link in the show notes. Water is something I would definitely take seriously if I had a dog. I would not be feeding my dog water that I wouldn't drink. So tap water is not something that is safe for human consumption, nor would it be safe for animal consumption. So I would be giving them filtered water for sure. Toys, I was looking into toys a bit more and a lot of the dog toys are made from shoddy plastics and faux rubbers and petroleum-based synthetic fibers. So I would really look into better materials for pet toys and I'm not going to sit here and list out a bunch of different pet toy brands because I think there are a lot that exist. So I would really just take it from a material perspective and look for dog toys that contain hemp, organic cotton, or natural rubber and stay away from those synthetic materials and fabrics. As far as bones, there are a few different companies that I would look for bones. I would look for solid bones like the frozen marrow bones are really good. Primal Pet Foods has a great option there and Organic Natural Pet has a lot of great options as well. Which brings me to accessories for dogs. Organic Natural Pet that retailer has so many options for organic natural options for dogs. Like the name says, organic natural pet. How funny. But they have some dog beds that I saw on there that were made from organic cotton and organic fibers. The organic Sherpa mattress looked really cool. And then the organic canvas bed was also a great option. I would probably buy those if I had a dog. Someone also told me about the Newton mattress. I have not done my research there. All I know is that it's breathable. I don't know much more there, so I'm not going to really speak on that. Another awesome accessory for dogs is the Durai Home mat, the little dog bowl mat. And I love Durai Home because they are these special pads made out of diatomaceous earth, which is a natural anti-mold material. So they make these really chic bath mats. They make these dish drying pads and it's all quick drying and mold free. And what a perfect idea to make a little pad bowl situation for dogs because they're always splashing their water all over the place. So I would totally get one of these if I had a dog to help prevent mold growth. Another big exposure for dogs is through cleaning products. I was really compelled by hearing Dr. Ailey Cohen's story with her dog. I had Dr. Ailey on the podcast. I'll also link that episode in the show notes. But in a nutshell, her dog got super sick. I think it was with cancer and he was pretty young and they couldn't figure it out. So they broke everything down to figure it out. And they realized that it was the cleaning products because the dog Think about it. The dogs live on the floor. They're licking stuff up. They're breathing in all those fumes. The dust usually settles at the ground and dust holds toxins and VOCs. So she realized that these toxins were really what made her dog sick and hence her interest, her inauguration rather, into non-toxic living. 
definitely check out that episode to hear her story or read her book, Non-Toxic, I think it's called Non-Toxic, Healthy Living in a Chemical World. I loved reading that book and I think her first chapter is really about her dog and that story. When it comes to dogs, I would, and, and babies, anyone that's spending a lot of time on the floor, really prioritize those organic, non-toxic cleaning products because you do not want your loved ones, loved furry friends to be exposed to these kinds of toxins. So I am here to advocate for using things like vinegar and Branch Basics. Branch Basics, as I'm a super fan and their products are so multifaceted and they're non-toxic, they're safe for humans, they're safe for pets. So maybe start by changing up how you're cleaning your floors maybe use uh, some vinegar or branch basics instead of something toxic and slowly make those changes so that you don't get overwhelmed but really do an inventory of the clean cleaning products in your home because remember that they do release toxic vocs so like toxic gases even when they're sealed up even when they're under their sink and put, under the sink and put away so I would try to just toss those as quick as you can and upgrade for more minimalist options like Branch Basics or DIY products because your health will improve, so will your families, and so will your pets. There's also a lot of studies about dogs that frequent golf courses, and for those wanting to know a little bit more about golf courses, golf courses are the mecca for glyphosate exposure. The grass is greener, the grass is so lush and beautiful and super fake looking and that's because of glyphosate. That's like what bums me out about golf. That's a side note, I love to golf, but the glyphosate exposure is so frustrating to me. But anyways, all these people that walk their dogs on the golf courses, these perfectly manicured, pretty golf courses, nine times out of 10, those dogs die earlier. They have shorter lifespans because they are literally living and breathing on the super toxic compound called glyphosate. So definitely avoid walking your dog on or near a golf course. Read about it, do your own research there, but glyphosate plus dogs, not good. And they're ex the dogs are exposed to glyphosate at a rate much higher than humans because of the exposures through their food. So really um, trying to be mindful of those glyphosate exposures for your pup would be a really beneficial decision in their health and their health span. The other cool thing to think about is how you wash your dog. I would be washing my dog in Branch Basics 100%. Here I am promoting Branch Basics again. This is not a paid ad by any means. You know I'm just a super fan. I only recently became an affiliate because just I don't for me, it's just always been my favorite brand. I don't even care about the small commissions I can make being an affiliate. It's just a stellar product, but I would definitely be using that to wash my dog. And then the other cool thing about dogs is that they are really good for your microbiome. And there are also studies about um, dog owners and longevity. So maybe it's time for me to get a dog soon. I don't know. With that, I hope you have enjoyed this segment of the show about being a non-toxic dog parent. It's been a pleasure having you here today, and I look forward to being back next week. Thanks so much. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? Have you left a rating and review? 
Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all and we'll see you next week.